See, madness, as you know, is like gravity. All it takes is a little push. <laughs> They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all Hello, of this everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. With me this week, my good friends, Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepaguina. What's up? Eck to Fly, Eric Trimbicki. Best in the world. And Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. Welcome to the show. Uh, before we get started, please check out Falls Count Anywhere. Check out The Perfect Edge. Check out, we have a bunch of unsanctions up there from the last month. We have Throwback Madness coming Monday, Fall Brawl 98. From WCW. Throwback was better than Fall Brawl 98. Uh, if you listen to the show, if you like the show, please subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, TuneIn, Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, Five-star ratings and reviews on iTunes. They're a huge help. Um, we have No Mercy coming up in less than two weeks. But again, another week where we don't have a pay-per-view to review or preview. The rare couple weeks that we get that, I guess. You guys want to talk about the May Young Classic first, or you want to go right into Raw? No, let's let's start hot. Let's start with something positive. <laughs> the May Young Classic? Yeah. So, what did everybody think of it? I thought it was great. Loved it. It was incredible. As a whole or? The, As or a whole final? first. Oh, it was great. I, I really did enjoy it. Am I the only one to think this was the best WWE? And I'm, I I want to say this was the best WWE executed one of these tournaments. This, If you compare it to the other two in the past, um, it felt the most important. And I also think they also did the best with uh, the finals. And if I'm correct, this is... Now, with your is that what's the complaint on the finals? No, just finish your sentence. Go ahead. So my thing on the finals, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong. My my memory sucks. The Cruiserweight Classic, the finals happened in Full Sail, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. United Kingdom, the finals happened in United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This I thought that was genius. Uh, push two or five off and do it in the same arena. I mean, that's a treat. Imagine being. Imagine going to SmackDown in January when it's going to be in Philly, and they have a new tag team tournament going on, and you're told, "Hey, two or five lives is going to happen." But there's, you remember that tournament we got going on? Boom! Here's the main event. You already bought tickets in October, and that's something you get. What what a great added bonus! Plus, there's the who's who in the front row that are in all for this. Mm-hmm. I, I thought they executed the finals well. Um, I And there was some great matches from whether you think the first round, the second round, the finals, the semifinals. I enjoyed it. So I actually feel very differently from you on this. I thought match-wise and like being exposed to new talent-wise, I loved it. I enjoyed all of it. One of my big complaints has been the idea that they just dropped – Four episodes one week, four episodes another week, and then the finals. It wasn't like the Cruiserweight Classic was like built over like a longer course of time. This was just like they dump four episodes and it's like, okay, marathon these four episodes. They dump four more episodes, marathon these four, and then the finals. It felt like something about this almost felt rushed. And I don't know, like last night 
in theory, I think the idea of doing it in Vegas when they've been promoting this whole Sin City thing for the last week, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. They're putting putting it on there, but it goes on after SmackDown. I mean, it didn't seem like a lot of people stayed, and I almost feel like it was like, okay, let's just add it on to SmackDown as opposed to letting it be its own thing. Does that does that make sense? I don't no, know. If no, I said I, that I, I, I'll elaborate when you get to me, but I. I, I want to go to a two-part argument mm-hmm. there. I, I want to hear, I guess, everyone's piece on this, just one part. Mm-hmm. Am I the only one that thought the crowd was hotter for the Mae Young Classic than it is normally for 205 Live? That I'd agree with, yeah. No, yeah. yeah I agree with that, yeah. So, that, um, obviously, first. The other thing, and I know for, for sure, mm-hmm. and I guess I won't complain about it, but I know you guys... Saw the first round, all four episodes. Are you guys, mm-hmm. you know, watch them? Watch them all back. To I, I know my best friend. They released uh, within 24 hours, th- a day and a half. You watched the first four episodes right away. Yeah. So me, I, I think the second, you guys already probably were done the second batch before I was done the first batch. Mm-hmm. So I didn't hate it because there so you was, got to watch it spread out. The the casual viewer, which I will almost call, I don't, I guess not a casual viewer because I obviously I watch Raw and SmackDown every single week, but I got to casually dive into it, and I had it in a healthy dose. I did not have to force it down, so I didn't hate it. Um, between group text, between our podcast, and between dirt sheets, whether it would be the Cruiserweight Classic and social media, you there, there was spoilers. I like the way they did it because this way it was all pre-recorded in X amount of days and it was spread out. Everyone knew to an extent who was eliminated. It was all filmed in two days. Exactly. So I I like the way they distributed it again, but to each their own. Yeah. I I mean, I, I understand that a lot of people probably did like that. Like, I didn't have to wait. Or I could watch it when I felt like yeah. it. Not I watched it one week and had to wait a week. For me, I... To me, that like took something away because I like the anticipation. Of it. So I know you. I know you have. When you're watching it, you get to watch it in the comfort of your home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me, obviously, being in a dealership, <laughs> uh, fifty hours a week. I don't. I don't watch wrestling. I may watch a sixty second clip mm-hmm. on Twitter or Instagram of some wrestling here and there, but the Mae Young Classic. I know a lot of people, and, and maybe some that are on the panel, they get to watch this stuff while they're at work and have that leisure while they're working X amount of hours mm-hmm. during the week. They get to watch that. And to me, I, I think that should be your dream. Like, wow, you get you get the normal redundant Raw, the redundant SmackDown, occasionally NXT, which is already pre-recorded, but you're getting some fresh content, and especially if you're into the independence or if you already know who these girls are, I thought that should be great for you. Yeah, I I could definitely see how there is a segment of people that were probably happy that they got it in big chunks. Yeah, I mean, I understand the way they did it because now with Netflix, you know, you can binge watch whatever. So I'm used to binge watching shows, so I didn't mind this. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of match, in terms of what X said, uh, I still like the Cruiserweight Classic better mm-hmm. from a match quality standpoint, but I like the Mae Young Classic more from a 
character quality standpoint. Like, we had, like, tough, like, really bad characters. Like, I don't like the Sarah Logan character. Mm -hmm. Aisha Raymond is terrible all around. Is that the one with the uh, bullhorn? Yeah. But, um, besides that, like, (laughs) we got people like Piper Niven, who's really different. We got Tony Storm, who's could be like the Shawn Michaels of the women's division. <laughs> like, there's so much that can happen with all these women. Character, and it, it, again, I, I could be wrong, and I'm not going to lie, um, I think for the cruiserweight around the, the first round, when it got to like the third and fourth episode, I probably skipped through some of them, and I know, which is someone I regret, I just did not have the time, I know I skipped mm-hmm. through a lot of the United Kingdom tournament, but from what I saw, the the way they delivered, the way they, you know, put it in front of you is the main way, or what I'm going to say, Mae Young Classic is what did it the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, do, I do have one, and I'm saving it till the end. I do have okay. one big complaint, and I, I think I'm going to be on my own with that. As All well. right. <laughs> yeah, so, like Prep said, I, well, you hit hit on too. WWE, they basically, well, all three of the tournaments they've had, they basically tested out each way to do it. They did the week by week, and they had the, UK was like, what? One day or two One, day thing? But yeah, it was like eight it was hours. A week eight days, eight hours. It was like, yeah, eight hours each day, right? Or six out, four hours each day, or something like that. It, it was, was something ridiculous that I couldn't handle, and I I just ended up fast forward to the end. <laughs> then, then they did this with the four four episodes at a time. So they basically tested tested each way possible, and I think the best way to they'll handle it the next tournament, whatever way was best for them. Anyway, so um, but as the whole tournament, I thought the tournament was great. I give it a whole. I'll give it a showstopper. Um, like Prep said, the thing I like about this better than the Cruiserweight Classic is, okay, of, of course the Cruiserweight Classic was better from an in-ring perspective because of the move, because of the moves and all the false finishes and, and stuff. The May Young Classic in those video packages, th- their characters played into all their matches, all their backstories led into their matches. So it made it made the matches great. Of course, you find your stars, you're like you Piper Niven, Tony Storm, Bianca Belair, who we said last, on last week, who's gonna really be a star. Oh, she's a star. Yeah. So it, it hit on all cylinders, and from that perspective, now the position they put them in on SmackDown, at, well after SmackDown was kind of odd to me because I kind of just felt like. It was rushed to get 205 Live started. Because it didn't really... It had the big match feel, but I don't think it got the time that it needed. It was pretty short. It didn't feel like a finals match. Like, Kyrie saying getting out of Shayna Baszler's chokehold, that was fu- that, that that was good. I thought that was a nice punch because Shayna Baszler won all her matches with that. But Kyrie saying just kind of beat her with her, with her elbow drop. I, I know you two are, are really good with timing matches. How, how long did the match go? I don't know. If I had to guess off the top of my head, I'd probably put it between 11 and 13 minutes. Really? I think it went at least 15. Really? Yeah, I think it went between 13 and 15. It, it, it just didn't have that. It just felt like it felt rushed to start 205 Live. And we said last week, too, about Shayna Baszler. We were talking about her movement, and we know she's not the best person in the ring, but she's a legit MMA fighter. And we know that that was the thing they were going for, so that was a lot of people's complaining. Like, her finish in the semifinals was awesome. I didn't, all the, all no, her finishes, the finishes were awesome. Were, oh my we God. Didn't, Those no, were the best we're talking, parts. The finishes were always the best part, but match length-wise, she didn't have the best showings. Girl <laughs> she didn't have the best. She didn't have the best matches, and her all her matches weren't that long. And, and you can tell. And again, this is one of the things where I try to be optimistic because 
Um, my wife obviously watched some of the May Young Classic with me. I think only she watched the semifinals and the finals, um, which, believe me, it's brutal to watch any wrestling with her. <laughs> she nitpicks everything. And it's one of those things, and I try to explain to her, and I think we all can understand, they're not WWE wrestlers. I understand some of them are, are signed with NXT, mm-hmm. but she's like, oh, she's a bad actress. I'm like, well, she's not trained to be an actress. This is what she yeah. does. This is it. <laughs> so the nitpicks I think we'll have, at least, and especially for someone like Shayna, I can only just assume, put her in the performance center, she can only get better. Yeah, because I was also having the problem—the problem in my head. I was thinking, should it, should it, should it, this like main event at SmackDown, or should it have stayed where it was? Because you know the problem with 205 Live after SmackDown is you can't get people to stay. So a fear could have been you didn't have people to stay for this. And then, but they, I don't think they, they, they wouldn't put it on SmackDown because they've been promoting this as for the WWE Network, and that's what and putting it on television is going to take away the WWE Network numbers. So you can go you can go back and forth with that all, 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 all day long. The best matches from the tournament I felt were all mostly all Kyrie Sane's matches. Um, her match with Tessa Blanchard, Bianca Belair. The, I think the Tony Storm match was the best one out of the, out of the three. Um, the Piper Niven Tony Storm match was also fantastic for, for matches. Not not what not what Kyrie saying in it. Um, Anything Abby Lafe was really yeah, good. Abby Lafe. Well, I, I was just was trying to look so it up. Good. Was that yeah. Abby Lafe and, and Jazzy um, Gabbard? That was Jazzy Gabbard. That, that and was, Rachel Evers. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was fan, that, those matches were fantastic. And Abby was insane. And, and not to cut you off, I didn't think going into the first round. I, I didn't dislike her, but I didn't think I was going to see her next match, and she blew me away. Second round, her match, I was like, okay, what am I missing here? Why, why is she not signed? Why is she not on Raw? Why, why Talk about not? winning me over. Yeah, because I, yeah. I don't know if you guys saw this, um, the, re- the recap final show with the six-woman tag on it. But, yeah, um, Jazzy Gabbard. Yeah, yeah, but Jazzy Gabbard was so over, and she couldn't even control her emotions because she could not. Yeah, yeah she, she was shocked. Well, she was pulling Charlotte's the yes. whole time. <laughs> she tried to come out with her flag, sm- um, with a with a mean face. She could not hold it. She, <laughs> she was Charlotte and Natty and up. That's funny over there because the crowd loved her. Like, please sign Jazzy. Even when she was on April, we want Jazzy. Even Triple H came out after. Yeah. After like, <laughs> he, 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 he buried like, her. He, he, cost, he said last time cost me too much money last time. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a Alexander, right? Yeah. yeah. But so, then he had to sign the whole division. Exactly. But. Like there were actually, there were actually a lot of stars in this tournament. That was just him being funny though. Was, there yeah. were a lot of stars in this tournament. I hope the WWE capitalizes. I I agree. I'm so and I know I I put it out there often. I'm not as up to date on a lot of the stuff with NXT. I mean, if you're not, especially with the female, I know Asuka's not there with the title. But if you weren't challenging her, I knew there was the iconic duo. There's Liv Morgan. I really don't know anyone else. Uh, there's and this is how. No knock to any of them because I'm sure they're putting their work in. There's a girl that has like the boxer gimmick. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I don't, I don't know them. They're not captivating me when I do see them on. But I know there was at least four people in this tournament signed to NXT already, if not more. There could have been eight. Kyrie, Bianca Belair. So Kyrie, Kyrie signed. She signed. She signed. But was she on NXT before? No, the no, no. She no. saw who was on NXT. Most of these women, most these women, they've and had like it. one or two appearances. Is Macy Estrella? Um, Macy Estrella. Macy Estrella, yeah. Bianca Belair, um, Zeta signed to WWE, and um, who else was on TV? I mean, we had Rachel Ever. We had all them yeah. on at least yeah. once, but, yeah, but, but the people were signed. They're like Rhea Ripley signed. 
Um, Macy, Macy Australia. Zeta, the other Asian chick. Mm-hmm. And um, Bianca Belair. Was it the Dominican girl signed with NXT already? No. no. She was on Brazilian TNA for girl. a while. What about the Brazilian? Yes, yes. Yeah. She's Rhea, a performance Rhea, center. Rhea Ripley okay. signed to WWE yeah, as yeah. well. So you're going to see a lot of these women because they're already, they already signed. So, so, my, so, and again, this is, and I ret- uh, retract back to the Cruiserweight Classic more because I paid more attention to that than I did with the U- United King uh, Kingdom Tournament. And you guys, with all due respect to the tournament, obviously it was rushed. Um you know, the Cruiserweight Classic, we didn't even get half of those people actually put on the roster. Am I wrong to say that, you know, WWE could really capitalize and... We got is it half, close to half. 32, so you're saying there's 16 people in the Cruiserweight division? Maybe le- a little less than 16, but it's close to half. We can sit here after the show and figure that yeah. out. <laughs> so, so... <laughs> Do you think everyone, if they pick people up, should they all go to NXT, or is there a good couple people you think they could just pop right in the main roster? I think Tony Storm should go straight up. I think Kyrie Sane needs to be on NXT. Obviously, with where we're getting at, she won the tournament. Obviously, with that, she they announced today that she's going to challenge for the NXT title mm-hmm. or the NXT Women's title at NXT Houston. So was that um, November? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with that, we get them yeah, that's Survivor Series weekend. But can I just say one thing? Shayna Baszler, as much as I, as much as we knocked her, she doesn't sell. Uh, her facials were a little off. Um, her movement in the ring. I thought this match was great. I thought this was her best full yeah. showing. Like mm-hmm. obviously, I loved all her finishes of the matches. Yeah, I had nothing w- bad to say about her performance. WWE was smart. They protected her. They made sure that she looked good, and that's exactly what they kept doing in this final match. And we were all scared that she was going to win because obviously we don't think that she should have won, which it doesn't matter in WWE's eyes. But they did the right thing and gave Kyrie Sane the. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have hated. It. I mean, I, I looked over at Anji as as it was starting. I was like, "They say say she's going to win, right?" And it's like, it, it, I, in retrospect, it was kind of dumb of us at first to think that because Shane is not signed. So mm-hmm. it, I think it was two weeks ago. Maybe it was even last week. We were sitting here. I said, "So Kyrie Sane's winning, right?" And everybody was like, "No." And then I think I just changed my mind, thinking Shayna was going to win. But I felt like Kyrie was billed from the second this thing started as, like, that was the person that was, like, head and shoulders above everyone else. And then I did I did think Shayna had a chance to win because of the whole Ronda Rousey thing. I think it made sense that she made it to the finals because they got to have Ronda there in the front row and the, the four horsewomen. I think they did make the right call on both accounts to have them in the finals. And Shayna, that was my other worry, was that this is like the showcase match and Shayna's not going to be able to hold up her end. Especially in, like, an arena. Like, I mean, obviously she's fought UFC fights, but it's not the same thing. Like, Mm -hmm. you're following a match structure that they handed to Mm -hmm. you. Like, this is not a real fight where you just go out there and, you know, you follow your game plan or whatever. Yeah, either win or you lose. Exactly. No, this is, okay, you're built to lose, but you have to make yourself, you know, you have to book yourself so you can at least look good. There was clear improvement from Mm -hmm. the matches she had on the tape shows to Tuesday night. And she felt like a star. Yeah. Like, they came, they both came out, and Shayna has the more basic look, you know, I'm just a bad 
a badass. I have my mm-hmm. towel. You know, I'm an MMA fighter. I'm glad she's not wearing gloves, by the way. Yeah. Like, that would totally kill it for me. But, um, but I think she came out feeling like a star when she... She came out to the ramp for her entrance. Yeah, Kyrie had some some nice new ring gear. Yeah, like I yeah, I thought they both were presented well. The match I thought was good. Steering wheel was the same. <laughs> yeah, steer exact same steering wheel. I was, and I was happy that I kind of got swerved. Like I got talked into. Yeah, Shane is going to win. And then when Kyrie won, I was like, all right, like I, I it was like a little surprise. You can't find an episode. A weekly episode of this where I don't say it recently. If you surprise me, <laughs> I'm into it. I, I thought Shayna was going to win. Honestly, I wanted her to win. And I, I wasn't mad and I enjoyed the way it ended. I enjoyed the match. Um, you guys mentioned that the match felt, well, Aaron said, you know, that it felt rushed. I didn't think it was overly short. I guess the fact that it was finals, I, I do kind of contradict my opinion and think it should have went longer. I know when it was done, Unji was like, that's it? <laughs> and I was like, well, no, there's another wrestling show. She's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but I, you know. Yeah. Um, one, more, one more thing. I know this was the objective of this whole thing, but didn't it bother you that you felt you had the feeling that they show Ronda Rousey more than they show Shayna Baszler? Yeah. <laughs> I know that's the objective, but I'm just like. Ronda Rousey burying on (laughs) (laughs) One person I was really happy to see that they did not refer to her as this. Karma. Mm. I was so glad she was ringside. (laughs) Kia Stevens. Yeah. But uh, it was weird that they didn't they didn't call her by her WWE name. Like it is strange. But around the table, we all really enjoyed the Mae Young Classic. It seems like. Well, I know Eck has something else he wants to say. I, what did you want to say? I think I know what it is, but I, I, you do. I'm sure. So, listen, we talked about they've been doing this for about a year. It was a year ago, if not just over, for the Cruiserweight Classic. You guys know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. They went through it. There was, you know, there was a trophy. Boom, he gets a trophy. He gets a medal, and boom, the debut of the Cruiserweight Championship. Mm-hmm. Several months later. A brand new championship that is in Wonderland. We don't even know what they're doing with it. Is it a WWE title? It's defended or an NXT United Kingdom championship. We're not even going to go there. But, alright, there's already three women's championships. This person's obviously not going to go to Raw or SmackDown. Both those titles are filled. So you're telling me Asuka, who's unbeatable, gives up her title, and then you... I thought this was a perfect opportunity. You have 32 hot, unsigned or unknown mm-hmm. to the to the masses, female wrestlers in there. It was a perfect time to do something with that title. And in my opinion, to the Fairweather fan or the casual fan, if you don't watch NXT, I have a friend that listens to the show, knows nothing about NXT, has never watched more than... Two minutes of NXT. He's never seen nothing. Less has played a role in SmackDown and been a promo. He's never seen anything. So imagine if him, who he actually tuned in for just the finals, mm-hmm. if they were to bring up the NXT Women's Championship and say, hey, look, here, in my eye, I thought this was a great opportunity, and I think it was a wasted opportunity. Well, I'm going to disagree with you. Did I not say everyone's going to disagree? Yeah, I'm, gonna I, I'm, I'm sure you all are, but this, this is the thing. So, those the first set of tapings, that was filmed in July. Oscar got... It's, first of all, is Oscar's injury... Like, have you guys seen anything, like... 
basically like her in a sling or anything. I think this is no, kayfabe. It's only six to eight weeks. No, but I think this is like kind of kayfabe because I was thinking to myself, how was she going to get the title? Because the reward was never like official until now. Because the rumor was that it was supposed to be the winner of this gets a shot at TakeOver Houston. That was the rumor when this tournament first started. But it was never made official until yesterday. So, you would have... Where was that, that rumor? Huh? Where was that rumor? The Wrestling Observer? <laughs> but every, a bunch of places report that. But the thing was, would you have your May Young Classic winner just beat Asuka, who's been unbeatable for two years? She, she wasn't beating no, but no, but what I'm saying, but this is what I'm getting. I'm saying if Oscar wasn't hurt, Oscar just got hurt. So if you're if it was for the NXT Women's Title, you would have to promote that from day one. And the difference between the CWC and the UK, the UK tournament was those titles didn't exist. So, so thank you. Exactly, but it wasn't until the finals of the CWC that there was a cruiserweight championship. I know, but the point was there was no title in existence. There was no cruiserweight division. So you can give you can crown a cruiserweight champ because before CWC started, they announced the cruiserweights are coming to Raw. So if you're going to have a cruiserweight division, who's going to be a champion? It has to be the winner of CWC because you're creating that whole division. The UK tournament, there was no. UK title in existence. You can create a UK title because no, there's no, there was no title in existence. The NXT Women's title, you couldn't promote that throughout the Mae Young Classic. So all you could do is, all you do is, your winner faces gets a title shot at Takeover Houston, and it's better this way because I really think this Oscar injury. It, I, I could be wrong. It may be kayfabe because, like I said, I don't know how you gonna get the title off of her. And then now you can validate your Mae Young Classic winner. And get for the title at Houston because she's going to face somebody else on the NXT roster. That that's the difference. But they didn't need to do that because <laughs> because here's you, the you thing. do because because in your eyes, as someone who keeps up to date on NXT, there's no one in NXT that you're like she need. Well, I guess you could say Ember Moon, but there's so what? There's no one that needs the NXT Women's Title right now. But you can't just give it and to even somebody. Even if you're gonna who, say who I just you brought, you bring it up Ember Moon. So what? You can't just give it to somebody who just won a tournament when you have a whole NXT Women's Division on your roster. Because you didn't then have. You a, can. Then you have a tournament to face them. No, you, this, no, like, you, but listen, th- no. But this is the pr- this the, is the whole NXT way to do it. Women's Division couldn't beat the champion. So but now the that champion's the champion's gone, gone so, now, now, so now you already have a challenger at Houston, and you're going to have a And why a not give it to someone that already just beat several people? What? Why not give because it to Because she's not on the NXT <laughs> roster. I thought you already said she signed to NXT. She signed to WWE, but she hasn't been on she NXT She hasn't been TV. on TV. Her name's already more known to the masses than any female or in NXT right now. Not necessarily. Not, and, not, yeah. and not Ember Moon, because she'll probably end up facing Ember Moon at Houston. Ember Moon couldn't beat Asuka. Why is she even relevant for this? She I don't think it's going to be Ember Moon. She, she didn't win a tournament. Huh? I'm just saying, it didn't matter if it's Kyrie Sane or if it's any of the other 31 females. Whoever won that deserved the title. And then that, the that's, time, that's my point. At the same time, that was last minute. You couldn't. Prom- like, you can't just like. It okay, also all of a sudden. Yes, it does. Again, was the cruiserweight championship promoted? The CW. But this is my point. The CWC. The, your point doesn't make sense. Yes, it does. No, I it said doesn't. that if the cruiserweight division does not exist, and before the cruiserweight classic starts, there's what? already a women's division. You're missing my point. Kyrie Sane has done nothing on WWE except win the Mae Young Classic. Now she, she's validating herself by going to NXT TakeOver Houston to challenge for the women's title. And now she's going to face somebody that's on the NXT roster. To, to no va- one in the Cruiserweight division or in the tournament did anything to validate themselves. What are you talking T- about? TJP? TJP won the tournament. And then they signed everybody else in the tournament. 
Again, they didn't sign everyone. They didn't even sign half. <laughs> We've been they, saw, they saw at least close to half. They saw close to you half. Know what, look, your, your point that... It does make sense. So the, the point that Aaron is making is that with the cruiserweight division, there was no there was no belt. cruiserweight division. So the cruiserweight division was the guys in the tournament. So whoever won that deserved to be the first champion. The fact that there is I get it. There doesn't need to be a first champion. There's a there's a vacant championship. So, well, again, fantasy books. What do you think they should be doing with the NXT Women's Championship? I really don't know. I I like the idea of them doing a tournament. My own, actually, my wow. Biggest, <laughs> they just did a tournament. No, the tournament is going issue. to determine the Lord contenders who will probably not going to, but the person that faced Kyrie saying I take over Houston. My my biggest thing that I was thinking about the idea of the winner just getting the NXT Women's Title was, to me, it almost it almost took away from the idea of winning the May Young Classic, because the NXT Women's Championship is like a more prestigious thing than the May Young Classic. So if you're getting the NXT Women's Title. To me, that almost eclipses winning the May Young Classic, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, I do love the idea of the winner getting the title shot. Look, if, if they would have said after last week, you know, the winner gets the NXT Women's Championship, I wouldn't have been upset about it. I'd have been like, okay, well, now we'll have a new NXT Women's Champion. But I do think that they... They did the right thing. Although I have no idea what they're even doing on NXT with the yeah. women's division. And here's my thing. Well, what, they just what? show Asuka's giving, relinquishing the title this past week. The, exactly. This past week, she, she gave up the title. So, what are the females on NXT that are not that were not in the tournament? And maybe they're going to utilize the ones that were in the tournament that are already signed. What are they going to do to become the other person in that match? And who... So... What are they going to do? I guess another tournament. You could do a tournament. You could do a battle royal. You could, you could just pick, pick pick a few women to see who's going to face her at um, TakeOver Houston. But we don't know because they're taping. They're not, they can't tape because the hurricane in full set. Damn hurricanes. <laughs> yeah, Hurricane Irma washed it out. Prep, do you have a thought? On, should the mm. NXT Women's Champion you better have, have a thought? I don't think so. But here's, here's my problem with the whole, like, Aaron said that he thinks she's just going to go on to Houston and win the title. But I don't know if this is just me being, like, semi, like, racist. I just don't think... Sue. Go ahead. I just don't think that she should... Like, they already had that, like, longest reigning, like, Asian-Japanese champ. Asian champion. Like, I could just... Like, I hope that it's, like... A four-way or something with like Nikki Cross again because I think Nikki Cross really deserves something. So that's another thing I was thinking. The idea of it being like we talk about competition a lot. Like WWE has no competition anymore. You could almost look at the biggest competition that they have or the closest thing to competition they have is New Japan. They're trying to bring that market towards themselves as much as possible. So it may, you know, Nakamura, they're trying to make, you know, the rock star, Shinsuke Nakamura, Asuka, now Kyrie Sane. I, I think that that is something they're looking at as, they look at that as advantageous to have someone from the Japanese market to promote as, like, one of the crown jewels of what they're doing. I do see your point. Like, you just had a Japanese woman be the most dominant champion in the company in, what, 10 years probably? To that specific Maybe division. Maybe longer than that. And then why repeat it. Um... 
Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I'm not even going to pretend like I have any idea what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, really and truly, after that match they had, they might as well just have a rematch at NXT Houston <laughs> and just put Bianca Belair there again. <laughs> so, it'll be my, my last comment on it, but I'll be honest, I, I thought that's what they should have did, was go with the NXT Women's title. Not only do I think they should have, I also hoped and still thought. I, I remember it, it, wasn't, it, it, the it wasn't until the May Young corner logo came up where I was like, eh, I guess she's not getting it. <laughs> I love the idea that you were believing to so, the last drop. Like if it was NXT. So, and again, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, kit, I'm gonna um, keep not acknowledging the uh, United Kingdom <laughs> tournament. But to my memory, again, and you know, we can avoid the argument on it. The Cruiserweight Championship wasn't shown till the day of the finals. So the way I looked at it, okay, they're going to save that this is the other prop or the other, you know, prize till the very last minute. So that's why I assumed pretty much, you know, the, the I don't want to use the term racist, but I just was like, okay, wait, they had a dominant Asian female NXT Women's Champion. She gave up the belt. They're going to go in a different direction. Complete opposite is Shayna. That's why she's she's gonna win and she's gonna leave with the NXT title. Wow, this is gonna be cool. She she lost, and I'm like, oh, okay, wow, they're gonna have two NXT uh, female Asian women champions back to back. Yeah, I don't think that's a racist issue. Like, even if you look in sports, like the coach of a team is like who's like really hard on his players and like a very fiery coach. He eventually inevitably gets fired or whatever. They look for a more mild-mannered coach. To t- it's always like you have one thing, and then when you move on from that, it's like you're looking for the different thing. So it makes sense that you say, like, we want to put a different a different face on on this. I do agree with your point, Eck, that the, the whole thing is kind of muddled. Like, Asuka beat everyone. Like, Prep is a big UFC fan. You're very familiar with the term, like, cleaning out a division. Yep. Like, she cleaned out that division. So now it's almost like they're starting over completely. What Neville should have been. Yeah. Um, but other than that, you loved it, Eck. Yeah, I'm, we all seem to have enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more from a lot of these women that were involved in it. And I think we're going to get to see a lot of them in the coming months. I don't know how long it'll be before we start seeing them filter into WWE television, but... I look forward to seeing a lot of them be a part of the women's divisions going forward. Anybody ready to talk about Raw? Yes, please. Roman Reigns and John Cena. Do we still like this? Is this still enjoyable? Is it still fun? Or have they done it a little too much now? So the Roman match wasn't as good as the Cena match. Mm -hmm. But I think Jordan still looked really good. And then the promo battle, like... The stuff that Roman was saying, it just wasn't true. Like, he's like, oh, revenue is sky high. Like, but yeah, so it was when Cena was there too. And (laughs) I've had more better matches than you. I mean, I think Cena had the better beginning of the year and Roman's having the better year, like the better this half of the year. Mm -hmm. But I mean, he said his whole career, like, no, we all know that's not true. Yeah, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns maybe was the guy who started. Oh my gosh, I can't believe John Cena had the match tonight. <laughs> uh, 
I do like what they're doing with Jason Jordan. Like, back-to-back yep. weeks, he was in a match that opened the show against the two biggest guys in the company, who then both showed him a ton of respect afterwards. And commentary did a really good job of putting him over. So I like that aspect of it. I did think the match was good, but I agree not as good as the match Cena had with him the week before. Um... Yeah, it's like, I, the one thing I did really enjoy about the promo is just the idea of, like, the thing everybody trashes Roman for is his mic skills, and that's what Cena's saying to him. Oh, yeah. And everybody trashes Cena for his wrestling, and that's what Roman's going after him for. I do like that, that they're basically saying what the uh, the Smarks say about both guys. Yeah, and that drug test line was yes. brutal. The Whew. drug test line was great, and I did really enjoy uh, Roman telling him, like, Telling Cena, like, you need help to make it in Hollywood. You're not making it out there. I know a guy. <laughs> I, know, I, thought, I thought that was I incredible. thought that was better. I thought that was the best part. Cold Dwayne. <laughs> yeah, consider me a drug test. You can't get past me. I was like, whoa. And even the crowd all at once was like, ooh. You don't hear that often in that crowd. So I did enjoy it. Did you guys, are you guys still enjoying it, or do you think that it's like we've done it too much now? I'm okay with it. I enjoy it. Heck. It is what it is. I'm, I'm not overly invested. <laughs> so you're not loving it? I don't see it going far. So it's, I think, it, I assume it's a one off. I mean, we know Cena's got other commitments. It's kind of like one of those things. If you were a Cena fan when he was feuding with The Rock, I mean, I could only imagine that's what most people thought because you knew The Rock wasn't staying around. Yeah. Well, speaking of Cena, I'll oh, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I love Cena talking about how Roman. Thinks he already made it mm-hmm. when he really ha- when he really has it. And the only problem I have with this, they're trying to like they're trying to build Roman as like some some youngster who hasn't done anything yet, but he's like a three time champion already, and he's won the Royal Rumble and main event wrestling three times, times in a row, right. retired the Undertaker and this and that. And Cena's kind of like looking down on him <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Like he doesn't have any accolades. Like he's some. Some punk new kid or whatever. That's the only thing I find bizarre. But I do think I do love the big match feel that it has because even though it's a quote unquote B level pay per view, as you know, I don't like calling it that, it does have that WrestleMania type feel because they're actually like hitting on all the troops. And these are the two most controversial superstars they've had in the last probably 10, 10, Mm -hmm. 12, 10, 15 years because of what the internet, what the internet, what the internet has become. Like you said, um, when Cena got when Cena got in Roman's face, he's like, I, you get a chance, I, and I come out here and weak and weak and weak and weak, and, weak, and you still don't you still d- d- don't deliver. I thought mm-hmm. that was a nice touch as well. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's any chance they're selling Roman as he hasn't done anything, almost as like like purposely like everybody says Cena buries these guys, like that that's almost the story they're telling is. He's doing that to this guy too. Yeah, because I remember last week I said that I want I wanted this to happen this week. I said last week um, Roman came out after Cena's match, and this week Cena came out of Roman's match. I said I wanted that, and I wanted Roman to be on the, be on the, be on the defense. So they did, they did they did do that, but I think that's what they're going for. Because I still think I think Roman's winning because it's kind of obvious. Because it's like even though it's the whole you're not you you can't beat me thing, you're not on my level thing, it's still basically essentially passing the torch. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying it still. Uh, speaking of Cena, he had a match with Braun Strowman. It was garbage. I didn't like it. Well, Braun completely eviscerated Cena. Yes, I did like. I did love this match. I didn't like this match at all. Eck. I didn't pay attention. 
I didn't. Uh, I, I thought it was gonna have a botched ending. Like uh, I thought we were gonna get a disqualification. It did nothing for me. Was it because it wasn't the main event? Uh, that didn't did that help. throw you off. That didn't, didn't help me. Like I know why they did it. It's because it was in between the two football games. Mm-hmm. But like that kind of threw me off. Yeah. Like that. That that's a big reason why I assume we we're gonna get a half crafty ending. Nah. Did you think that it, they should have saved that for? A bigger no, I'm not. I'm not that guy. I don't think they should. I'm no. I'll tell you this. I was the one I asked months ago. Are Raw and SmackDown main events overrated? If that, and again, I'm not trying to play the clock. But if that was happening as the last match, maybe I would have been more invested in it. And it is one of those things. It is Strowman who is must see right now versus John Cena, who's one of the biggest WWE names of all time. Mm Is them in the main event? It's the first time they've ever went. That's something I care about. But I, the match didn't really move me either. Yeah, way. the placement of it was odd. Um, and speaking of Strowman, we had Lesnar and Heyman back on the show. Yes, Heyman trying <laughs> to kind of sell Brock as the underdog. Um, Heyman straight up calls out Braun Strowman, like fighter, are you ready? Did you like that? Like as a UFC fan. I kind of did. I liked it. I uh, thought it was a good touch. Bro- the whole Brocktagon thing. No, the Brocktagon yeah. thing was great. I did like that because that is one of the reasons why, at this point, we still see Brock Lesnar as the beast because of what he was able to do in UFC and the fact that he could still go back there and win a fight in their heavyweight division. Or the reason why we look at the size of the two of these guys and we still think, like, Brock isn't overmatched. Um... But Braun answers the bell, and my God, no sells the German. Yo, I don't know what's was better, great. him no selling the German or Brock, Brock selling the hell out of him no selling the German. I rewound it three times because <laughs> I thought it was so awesome when he no sold the German. Just rolled right out of yep. it. And it was like Finn Balor going for the uh, coup de grace. The guy moves in the way he kind of lands and rolls out of it. That's basically what Braun did on the German suplex. What did you think? Did you like the no-sell or the way Brock sold it? I like the way Brock was genuinely intimidated. Because <laughs> you don't I ever see that. It. I loved it. Uh, crushes Lesnar. I, I, can they just give Braun Strowman the belt? Please. At no mercy. I'm sorry, Egg. I know you're a stickler for the secondary title, winning that first, but yo, I need Braun to have this I think title. you're on record saying he's like an exception. I am on record saying that. And is but I will be on record since you pointed that out. <laughs> pop, pop your cherry. He's not going to win the belt. Not in no mercy. I don't, ex- I don't I expect he, him to, but I, hope I he does. think he should. Yeah, I, 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 I think he should, but it's not going to happen. The way he's been booked, he's destroyed everybody. Even with, him, with them putting putting him in the ring with Cena, I thought it was a nice touch because this is like the guy. Yeah. And you're destroying, demolishing him. So the, I, that's why I think he's going to win the title because he, he he's been there with everyone. So he's a guy. I mentioned that, it about the Cena Brock match. I thought we were gonna get a crap ending and there'd be a disqualification. I'm predicting that early for No Mercy. Yeah. It, the way they're booking it and the way they're gonna place Brock next week, where I think we're just gonna get a promo. I don't think he's supposed to be on Raw. I think if he was dropping the title, we would be seeing him next. Yeah, week. there's no Brock or Cena next week. Hmm. So, which leads me to only believe we'll see Brock leaving with the title. Well, there are there are some guys who don't need the title like that. It's the famous saying of like 
this guy would do more for the title than the title would do for him. And I think Braun can be one of those guys, but I think a guy like that does at some point need the title so that's on his resume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of think this is what happened to Enzo and Cass. Not that this is really a comparison, but they were like the IT tag team in uh, NXT. Yeah, I said that about them all. Yeah, we got, we got, oh, they're going to win it at this event, and they lose. They're going to win it at this event, and they lose. And it's like, well, they don't need it. But at a certain point when they've never won it, it kind of takes some of the shine off them. And, like, even The Undertaker, he didn't have the title a ton, but he had it relatively early on in his career, and it was, like, always a thing that he had been a champion. Prep pointed out, I'm a stickler for it. I think when you're a giant, you always have a uh, exception. Whether it be The Undertaker, whether it be Kane, The Big Show, all of them, their first title was a world title. Yeah, and deserved. Strowman, obviously, is going to follow suit. Just like, lo- just like Pat, uh, Prep's favorite, the great colleague. <laughs> Are we looking forward to Braun and Brock at No Mercy? Yes. Yes. I am. Okay. After that no sell. Yeah, that was e- awesome. Even, even if it's going to be uh, a crappy finish, whether it be a disqualification, Brock figuring a way to sneak out, it, we're going to be entertained. Yeah, I don't think, no matter what the finish is, I think it's, the match is going to be what it's going to be, even if it does end in DQ. Mm-hmm. Uh, women's division, Asuka officially coming to Raw. Oh. <laughs> I like the vignette. Yeah, me too. I really like the vignette. How do you feel about that? Asuka going to Raw? Yeah. I think it made more sense for her to go to SmackDown. See, it's rough because SmackDown has women that we don't see, mm-hmm. and then Raw has women that we don't see either. Mm-hmm. But Raw has more time, and it, but they only usually utilize... Three or four women now. Well, well, Bailey going is still four, but that was with Emma. But do you want to bring in Oscar, and now you're going to try to balance your four main women with Oscar? My my thought process in it is they really want to keep her away from Charlotte. Hmm. I can see that. That is a good argument. Yeah, like I mean, I don't have no problem with her, and it might be something like we talked about with the May Young Classic, where they like. Shinsuke's already on SmackDown. They might want to keep the other. Instead of me. Yeah, they want. They might want to keep the other Japanese star on the opposite show. It's a good way to think about. Yeah, it. and another thing is, how do you on book her on Raw? Because we talked about the May Young Classic about. I don't really think this injury is legitimate. I said, I don't know. Like if I'm wrong, some somebody correct me. But how are you gonna book her on Raw? She's I gonna don't know. run rough shot. Literally, she has to. But, like, don't have her lose in some ununanimous fashion that's worthless. And she's been in, even though NXT doesn't matter, but has been in bigger bigger wars in NXT. Yeah, I'm very curious to see how they go about it. Um, We have Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax versus Emma versus Alexa Bliss at No Mercy. Sasha got a win over Emma. With Alexa on commentary. And Nia Is this the first time we saw like Nia in regular clothes? Yeah. She was looking good. good. Yeah, well, she's been doing that modeling recently. Mm-hmm. And I feel like WWE may be thinking like, oh, we could capitalize. I, I really believe that. Anytime somebody gets some, <laughs> some run outside of WWE, they're always ready to kind of capitalize on it. I like that. Um, also liked Nia or Alexa 
complaining to Nia about Asuka. Yeah, and like, uh, we, we should really be having the one-on-one match. I've always wanted at No Mercy. <laughs> have legendary matches. Yeah. I like that, and I didn't get to point out, I think a big reason why Asuka's going to go there is they didn't get to really work. I could be wrong. In NXT, Asuka and Alexa didn't get to have a feud. Obviously, she wasn't what she is mm-hmm. now, and she didn't get anything with Nia. Or Sasha. So I think it's yeah. the right. It, it is the right spot for her, in my opinion. It'll be, there's stuff they can do. I'm just. It's not the wrestling show, anymore, because it's sports entertainment, and that's and that's the problem I have with, with Asuka coming up. It's like, what are they going to make you make her do? Because like we say, WWE is like. They can make, literally make or break you. And then what dumb nickname are they going to give her? Give her? <laughs> you don't think she'll still be the Empress of the Tomorrow? The Empress of Tomorrow. They're, they're going with something else stupid. Vince will like, oh, I don't like that. I think they may <laughs> just call her the Empress. <laughs> it seems to be what they like to do. The Empress of Raw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I hope not. The Empress of Monday nights. Um, who do we think when Nia wins next week against Alexa? Yeah. It'll be non-title. Yeah. Um, it'll be fun. All setting up for Emma's big title win yeah. at No Mercy. <laughs> I was just going to ask, who said that last week? I, I did. It was Aaron. All right. It was. Uh, Intercontinental Championship. We had Miz TV with Enzo. What a segment. I did at least leave that segment on. I didn't watch the match. <laughs> the segment was um, good. The match, Hell yeah. The, segment was the, the match turned into a segment. Well, seg- yeah, the match turned into a segment. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah yep. you, missed some, you missed some heat there, well, too. Maybe, maybe I'll go back and watch it. I'm We're just about very, to hear about it. I'm mm-hmm. just very anti-watching oh, yeah. Enzo. It wasn't wrestling. really much of a match. Um, Maurice announced his pregnant. Congratulations to the Miz and Maurice, I guess. What took you so long, man? <laughs> that ain't his. <laughs> well, Enzo cuts him off. Can I say it? Yeah. Ain't gonna be no Valentina. <laughs> well, no. No. I mean, that's kind of unfair to. Yeah. To even. No, no chance. Yeah, that's what I mean. That kid, that kid, that kid has all our hearts. I swear. I'm, I'm just put. I'm just putting myself over Miz again. <laughs> <laughs> um. He absolutely runs down Enzo, <laughs> tells him everything that's wrong with him, every way he can help him. Enzo said some stuff, too. Uh, <laughs> and he challenged the Miz, and you guys tell me the rest of what happened that I didn't watch. Should we chime in or well, what? How, how great was Corey, how mad Corey Graves got when he interrupted him? Always. And good. only the Miz could turn a sentimental moment into a heel heat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I promise to be a better father than a Kurt Angle. <laughs> oh, that was so awesome. Great. That line makes me think that they're going to go back to Jason Jordan. <sighs> I think they got that like in their back pocket. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, I think that was always the intention and it wasn't getting over the way they thought it would. I think they're doing what they're doing with him now to make it seem like he belongs there. You know what makes me mad about... Like, the match was, you know... In the middle of the match, Enzo took the mic and started talking. He doesn't know. And then Miz beat him up, took the mic. Enzo hit him off the ropes while he was on the top rope. Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel come in and attack him. DQ. But um, what I don't like is, why is Enzo... Like, we know he just switched to the division. But, like, why does he get to be the first one to, like, go and challenge heavyweights per se you know why couldn't it be somebody else who we want to see face these other guys well <laughs> I will positively say at least uh, Tony Nese wasn't get, getting beat up by the Mr. Ash. <laughs> <laughs> you take solace in that yes 
I would have enjoyed the match a lot better though if it was Tony Nese because Enzo is like, he'd awful. actually make Miz look good. Like how dare Enzo? Enzo brought up like he said something about his like wrestling was so so like talking to the Miz when Enzo is the one who's like eh when it comes to wrestling. Like I actually enjoy Miz matches compared to Enzo. I just fast forward him. I'm not being like a dickhead right now when I say this. I honestly believe you could send me down the ramp on Raw. <laughs> and, I could, and I could have a, I could have a match with anybody on that roster as good as what Enzo can do. Would, would, you, would you be madness or sadness? It doesn't even matter. I could just I could just he be, could be Ron the Rock. <laughs> Ron the Rock. I could be that. And I, I really think it'd be just, it'd get as many stars from Dave Meltzer as <laughs> Well, it's not very hard. He doesn't get many. No, I, I know. I, yeah, exactly, and that's why I'm saying. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I'm not putting myself too high up there by saying that. Um, yeah, I, I don't like that, that the, that Enzo is the one that gets to actually be a part of Raw when the actual real cruiserweights, the guys who are actually really good, are like relegated to you know, the small potatoes portion of the cruiserweights. Um I don't know. Eck, you, you were one of the first people that ever that really brought up this idea that I've heard. Are you happy with the way that they're going about it? Am I happy? No. Am I hating it and turning it off as much as you guys are? No. I'm actually tuning into 205 Live and watch it. I, I, I did I, see I, a little bit of 205 Live last night by accident. Just because Jackie Boy... No, like, so, the Mae Young Classic ended, got up, got something to eat, uh, sat back down, and 205 Live was on, and by the grace of God, the fashion police were on. Yo, that was fun. So, I missed we were, it. We were talking about the, the mixing shows. That was great. It was. They called out Drew Gulak. Yeah, I didn't get to even see the main event. I, I turned 205 off after that. They made fun of him for coming out in his underpants. <laughs> Captain Underpants. Yeah, it was it was really funny. Do yourself a favor and find it. It was good. Um, Jack Gallagher turned heel. So, did he? Yeah. So to answer answer what you're saying, or, or asking at least, um, they're in my opinion, for what they can do, as much heat as Enzo has, they're booking him right. I mean, if the heat's real or not, they're still putting him over. He's winning matches and he's the number one contender for the Cruiserweight Championship. He sucks in the ring. But the fans love him. So whether we do or not, he gets a reaction. He's getting a better reaction on 205 Live than anyone else is on the show. He's been healing it up, like I said. So, and exactly that. His number one contender's match, Cedric Alexander, there's five people. Mm-hmm. Cedric Alexander eliminates three. And then here comes Enzo with your favorite, the schoolboy. Yeah, <laughs> big ass handful of trunks, mm-hmm. and he wins. Heel fashion, and again, I put this over the group text. He had some good heat on his feet, in my opinion. Not, yeah. the, not the best quad five four Jordan one, but they're, they're you're pretty, happy with the the selection. My quad five four Jordan ones are better than Enzo's, but Enzo doesn't get shoes from France, so but it has nothing to do with it. The, um, I don't know. I mean, obviously there's. Better cruiserweights that should be facing Enzo or potentially dethroning him. I, I don't hope he wins the title, but <laughs> I think the one thing everyone wants 
them to do with 205 Live is get attention to it, you're going to have the Fairweather fans pay more attention to the fans that's there. There's no arguing about it. Us hardcore guys that are watching everything WWE is putting out, if you don't like Enzo's in-ring work, you want to tune out of it or whatever segment he's on because he's on it, okay. But the people that are not doing that, they're watching it now because he's there. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, tag that's what team. I'm here for. Someone <laughs> has to make a good point. <laughs> tag team division. We're building up to Sheamus and Cesaro against Seth and Dean. After a big brawl during a tag match earlier, this is actually one of my favorite parts of Raw. Not the brawl, but Seth and Dean wanting to face <laughs> Gallows and Anderson and Sheamus and Cesaro later that night. Going to Kurt about it, and him saying you need to find tag team partners, and Dean saying... You know, we'll go to Disney. We'll get Mickey Mouse and Batman. <laughs> and and, and we'll go with like Batman. Oh, he would be a great tag team partner. That was awesome. I think we were just saying the last few weeks about Angle maybe being a little stale. This was peak Angle in, in this segment. I thought that was great. Um, well, well, speaking of going from there, and mm-hmm. speaking of stale, you guys always want to point out how stale Dean Ambrose is. With Dean Ambrose approaching people in the back. Oh. <gasps> Man of a thousand holds. <laughs> well, well we have said he's not stale with Seth because he needs somebody to bounce off of. Yeah, he's been good recently. He's been enjoyable recently. I Another thing I really enjoyed was when they found the Hardy Boys. They said, oh, just the men we've been looking for. And Jim goes, well, actually, we're boys. <laughs> 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 and we got some broken mat. Uh, I thought this was an awesome Raw main event. Anytime you guys didn't like it, I, f- I didn't even watch it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I checked out. Really? It's, it was hard I'm to check I out wasn't because first it, to say it. it wasn't. Hard, it was easy to check out because it, it it didn't feel like the main event. But like we said, it's it's Monday Night Football season, so they're gonna put their best match in the middle of the show when it's half when it's halftime essentially. But it's easy to check out, especially in the tag team division. Like Prep said, the tag team division is so dry. Even though we have do have Seth and Dean, that's like the only intriguing thing. That's what. I talked about last week how Kurt Angle was stale, he's like a stale character. It's like, but you can actually utilize him. The Hardys are in the same category, but but at the same time, we kind of I, you, you we can kind of feel bad for them because they're supposed to be, have a thing with the revival, and who knows what with the broke if the broken thing when it came out or whatever. But that's this is their second interaction with Seth and Dean, so I'm hoping that after Shazaro finishes with them, that maybe the, you can get the Hardys going against Seth and Dean, and maybe get a Hardy heel turn potentially. Maybe maybe even get that broken gimmick out. Yeah, this is a rare instance that I actually enjoyed, like, the multi-person tag at the end of Raw. I do think Cena and Braun should have been, but I did enjoy this because I'm in, kind of enjoying everything Seth and Dean are getting to do together. So I brought this up earlier. I asked a while ago, Raw, SmackDown, main events, overrated, underrated. You're saying it's good, but as prep tuned out, I'm thinking the same thing. You've seen these eight guys in some variation with each mm-hmm. other. The titles aren't on the line. There's no stipulation. It, you're not. It's not a tables match. It's not a ladders match. What's the point? One group of four is going to win. The other group of four is going to lose. And then we're going to the next week. I, I fast forwarded to the end. Here's <laughs> the end. Let me let me see how it finished. Oh, okay. Oh, that's not how when it was rewinding. I thought it'd be different. Oh, cool, it's over. Well, the thing with this is that like the match didn't matter. That was the thing because Rounds and Ambrose needed partners, and even though the casual fans don't know this, but we knew they were going to find the Hardys. But there was like no implications for this. Was it going to be Dane Malenko, huh? No. Mm. Well, well I, I, I would have loved 
if Seth been like to to, um, to Jamie Noble, hey, where's your other boy? <laughs> I would have loved that because he would have talked about Joey. He Mercer. did call him Jay. Yeah, which I thought was pretty. Funny. That was funny. I would love for him to say, "Where's the other Jay?" Anytime though that I can get Cesaro and Seth Rollins in the same match, I'm always going to enjoy that. Um, Cesaro and Dean had the better match recently. I'm just going to put that out. <laughs> Any chance you can get to put Dean over? <laughs> Someone in this show has to do it. We do. Well, he's done something good. <laughs> uh, and we still have Finn Balor and Bray just Wyatt. Just like Triple H in your shovel. Anybody need to talk about that? No. Do you remember... One, one question, mm-hmm. real quick. Do you remember, like, me personally... I was, I don't know if I was the only one, but when he did win the title, I was putting him over. Right. Yeah, like, we all were. I was, I was he really was happy for him. And look at him now, like, back to the same BS mm-hmm. as he was for the last three years. Like, yeah. Yeah, they did not do a good job of continuing his momentum. Is this. Because he did the, have a good run in there. Is this worst feud of the year so far? No. Well, pot went. I'll take that back. I think it is. Okay. And is this the worst stipulation match ever? What is even is this? I don't even know. What? Just it's getting billed as man versus man. <laughs> man versus man. Are you kidding? No, I'm dead serious. The first ever man versus man match in WWE. Worst stipulation. Oh, watching it. Wow. Another, uh, another waste of character, Finn Balor. This is when we yeah. go to your side of the figures or sneakers because, and like a... <laughs> because like, we always say that they need guys in the mid-card. I'm going to clean shoes Finn, that are already clean. <laughs> we always say WWE needs I'm mid-card. Open figures that are already open. We always say that WWE needs mid-card guys. Finn Balor is one of those baby faces you can actually get behind and he doesn't have to do much for you to actually like him. He'll be per- perf- perfect to face the Miz for the IC mm-hmm. title. He and, said he wanted it still. Yeah. yeah. And can can we stop singing Balor Club? I, it, it's really starting to annoy me. It really is. Yeah, I don't want it to come back till he's healed and it's it was, it was, the yeah. club. It was a good shirt, but they didn't say that one. I don't remember them saying that more than twice in NXT. They say it at least three times when he comes out. It's been better in theory than it's been in practice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so SmackDown Live. Sin City SmackDown Live. I'm not gonna lie. I usually get annoyed by this stuff. For whatever reason, I actually liked that they made a big deal out of this. You know who did it better? Who? Your boy Eric Bischoff. <laughs> no, he didn't. With the roulette? Nah. Raw roulette. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> eh. <laughs> I, I just like the It was like Extreme Rules, but on Raw. Boom. <laughs> I it just, was actually extreme. Get out of here. I like that you they... You too much hate in your heart. You're right, I do. It's a problem. This is like false count anywhere. <laughs> I like that they made SmackDown an event that they actually were projecting forward. You know, like last week, they were already projecting forward to this week. Two weeks prior, they announced the Women's Championship match. Yes. So, not to mention... Vinnie Mac was back. First appearance on SmackDown in four years. Can we say that for the end? The only thing. This is the best part. That, that's just the main thing we need to talk about. So I'm going to take a rest out. <laughs> Go ahead. This was great. Yeah, this was incredible. Like, everything Kevin Owens did awesome on this coming night. out. Saying he's going to sue everyone until it's the Kevin Owens show. Sammy's going to be fired. <laughs> Saxon and Phillips are going to be sharing a suit. <laughs> um, and that was the best part. Sing his theme song. Yeah, Fashion Files is going to be canceled. 
Because he doesn't great, get great it. Great way to get yeah. heat. He knows he's over. Exactly. No, but the way he, the way when his fa- he smiled when Aaron English said, "Look, have it all in show." He was just like, "Ah, oh, yeah, that was so great." <laughs> that was in my notes that he like how happy he was and how pleased he was with Aiden English's theme song. Or when he was laughed. First of all, Dolph Ziggler, he redeemed himself this <laughs> week coming out of Shane McMahon. <laughs> that, that was, was so good. good. He immediately unredeemed himself, though, with what he did later on in the night, I thought. Yeah, why does he keep imitating dead people? <laughs> I don't know. It's so wrong. And his wife was there. Yeah. Yeah, weird. I thought um, he did Bailey justice. I did enjoy how pissed Owens was when Shane's music came on. Yeah. Like, legitimately pissed. And then he put Owen, uh, Ziggler over, which I enjoyed. He did. Um... When he was listening to the one guy backstage, like, all the things he was going to get, I guess with all the money from his lawsuit. <laughs> Two limos. Yeah. Daniel Bryan tells him, you're not going to like what Vince has to say. Owen says, well, Vince isn't going to like what I have to say. Vince shows up. Owens goes back out to the ring to wait for Vince to show up. Did anybody else know? The first thing I had in my notes when this happened was Vince did not have nearly as much swagger as I'm used to. And my first thought was like, is this on purpose? Or is he like losing a step? No. He'll hold. He is, but I was like, is this for a reason? Like, are they, do they want him to come off as not as much Mr. McMahon as we're used to? I think you look too much into it. Obviously, though, he comes out and he's golden on the mic as always. Says... He only suspended Shane because he didn't finish the job. Says the word ass better than anyone in the history of the world. Is it just me, or was he so much better with Owens than he was with Reigns two years ago? I don't know if I can answer that, honestly, only because of how happy I was that I was there for his return to Raw that night. Oh yeah. So it's hard for me to, to go against that one. I might have to watch it back again to really give an honest answer. Um... Yeah, because Shane didn't beat your ass. That I will fire your ass. <laughs> Nobody says it better than Vince. Um, puts Owens in the Hell in a Cell match with Shane. And to me, just Owens getting to be there face-to-face with, face-to-face with Vince McMahon is a huge deal. Not just that. Uh, Kevin put this over. He's like, I've been waiting for this. This mm-hmm. is what I thought it would be like. Yeah, like I'm doing what every other superstar has gotten to do. It, not just that, also, now we're getting it. Shane, Owens, Hell in a Cell match. We all knew they would have a match. The Dirt she said it would be a, a Cell match. We've known it for weeks, if not months. But I'll tell you what, Vince, the moment he said it, it, it felt so much important. Like, it's, oh my gosh, it's going to happen. Oh, wait a minute, I already knew it was going to yeah. happen. But it's like, wow, th- this is going to be good. Yeah. Owens asking for permission. To assault a McMahon. Yeah, I need your word. Yeah, that I can beat a McMahon senseless. And he headbutts Vince, busts his head open. Like, hard way. Yeah, Vince looked so feeble, like struggling to get back up. Then that weak punch he threw at Owen. Like, I legitimately like felt sad watching it. And then the super kick cell. Yeah, like that. I. It's rare that I'm watching Raw or SmackDown, and there's a point where, like, my eyes are wide open, and, like, my jaw is open, and I'm just like, I did not expect that. I don't know if anyone else did. Vince, I thought it would end after the headbutt. 
Yeah, I didn't think he was going to do any. Honestly, when they were shaking hands, in my head I was thinking Vince was going to kick him in the balls. That's what I saw happening. I know like Owens does a, a super kick. Yeah. I could have seen a super kick in it ending, but he went for the head. But I was like, oh, wow, I didn't expect that. And then you quickly saw the head get some discoloration, then it was getting dark, then, oh, wow, he's bleeding. Yeah, the segment was awesome. I feel like it captivated everyone. I feel like everyone watching at the same time was having the same reaction. Give me him a six-star frog splash. Six-star frog splash? Bullfrog. Bullfrog splash. I I thought this was great. Like I said, I didn't see it coming. Um, And your other twin, Adam Pierce, sold it really well. He's like going up to, he's like, no, no, stop. And he just goes anyway. Yeah, Steph comes down and tells him to leave. I thought she was going to slap him, but she didn't. Um, All we needed was Triple H to come out. Yeah, we got the classic KO, like, trance mm-hmm. that we haven't, I feel like we haven't seen in a while, really. Yeah, since Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> you think we got Triple H Owens? So, this is what I have in my notes here after this. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a good direction, because that whole Rollins thing is dead. So... And this puts Triple H on a new show and a whole new feud, and he basically gifted Kevin Owens the Universal Title last year. Mm-hmm. So I've written down first thing: no one can ever say they aren't high on Owens. Like this was huge for Kevin Owens. Second thing I have written down after this: does this lead to Triple H? Stephanie didn't slap him. Is there any way that this gets spun as Triple H and Stephanie want to push Vince out? Hmm. Like is because Kevin Owens was always Triple H's. Boy, is this maybe something he did for them? I'm not predicting that's it, but that that's another avenue I could see them possibly going down. There's so much they can do with this. Am I the only one that didn't like seeing Stephanie on SmackDown? As much as it makes sense, her being there for the Mae Young Classic and everything, but they always there's always stuff that makes sense that they don't capitalize on. What felt weirder, that Stephanie came out on SmackDown or that Daniel Bryan didn't? Like I would, I figured at some point. I didn't point even think of that. Out. I didn't think about. I didn't even Ryan. think about that. No, I, I figured I, I thought it, it, it would. It would. It would have made more sense for Shane to come out, being suspended or not. The suspension has never stopped anyone. Mm-hmm. Being in the backstage <laughs> when you're not supposed to be on that show, that happens. Yeah. Uh, the segment was great though. So like, where do you see it going? Do you see? Do you guys see Triple H versus Kevin Owens in the future? I like that idea. I just thought it was going to be him killing Shane and the Hell in a Cell, but I like the long-term goal to be Triple H. Yeah. Why not? I think that would be the long-term goal because Stephanie, she's going to go back to Raw, Raw eventually, but Triple H, he can't be on Raw because what, what, is, what, what is he really going to do because that whole Seth Rollins thing is dead. Now that, that went nowhere, and he has a great with Owens now. If 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 they, they want to if they do want to go that direction, and it's a good rub for Owens if, if Triple H puts him over. Mm-hmm. And I want to see Triple H versus AJ, so keep him on. You <laughs> should censor that for your boy. No, I don't know. Triple H, well, if, if it happens at WrestleMania, Triple H is winning. He's lost two. Was it two, three WrestleManias in a row? He ain't losing yeah. more in a row. Two in a row. He's not so, losing three. Did this Vince segment turn out better than you guys thought it would when it was announced? I knew it was gonna be good. I didn't know it was going to be this good. So, yes. Definitely better than I expected. I expected a pop-up powerbomb. Well, Vince, Vince can't run the ropes. Jeez. <laughs> well, can Vince get that high? Or can Owens get Vince that high? I don't know. I don't, Vince, I don't think Vince would give him that much help. <laughs> yeah, this was great. Turned out better than I expected. 
the only thing he we saw had, that worse than he sold a stunner. Yeah. The only thing we saw for the WWE Championship picture was an awful segment of Jinder making fun of Nakamura. Jinder was awful, laugh, but the Singh brothers were great. <laughs> yeah, I just was watching this and I was like, what? Or like, how is this what they're doing? Yeah, I don't know. There's something redeemable. Okay. The only thing I thought redeemable was we talked about how Jinder's whole thing is I'm Indian or whatever. And he talked about. I remember when it started at SummerSlam, I'm like, what is this going to be? India versus Japan? And Jenna did hit on the fact that what's going to happen when we win the title? They're going to talk about your skin complexion. They're going to talk about your heritage, just like they do me. So that doesn't make you any different for me. The people turn on you, too. I did like that. That's the only thing I liked about it. And the Singh Brothers, because they, they were great when they did the Nakamura <laughs> dance on the ropes. I thought that was fantastic. That was, was a high point of the whole thing for me. Um, anybody mind if we just move straight to the U.S. Championship? Nope, I don't mind. I like that match a lot. So we had Dillinger and AJ. I liked the match a lot, too. I thought it was really good. I thought Dillinger looked good. Um, Again, that last 30 seconds, it's like they work better when it's, like, real quick. That finish. Yeah, like frantic pace. Yeah, like, I. so as much as I like Dillinger in this character, like, obviously the, the story of the match is that they're continuing AJ Corbin, obviously. But um, I really like Dillinger in this character, but I kind of want to see it evolve. Like, I don't know if it's just me, but I want him, like, he's the perfect 10. Maybe he should go back to being the cocky perfect 10 rather than, oh, well, I see myself as a perfect 10. Anybody could see that. You know what I mean? Heel um, Dillinger is better. Yeah, I like the idea of the heel Dillinger again. But um, that last... The finish was awesome. I bit on that tiebreaker. Me too. And immediately, Tom Phillips put it over like, oh, he usually pulls his knee pad down. Yeah. <laughs> but he just didn't have time because he really wanted to hit it. Mm-hmm. I Usually, stuff like that would bug me, like if Matt Stryker would say it, but I think Tom Dillon, or Tom Phillips <laughs> made a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys like the U.S. championship match? I wasn't blown away. It was enjoyable. The, the thing I... Um, it's obvious, as Prep pointed out, we know what direction they're going to go in. They're going with the, the Styles-Corbin um, feud. The thing different, and Styles is cursed that this open challenge is going to be compared to Cena's open challenge. In retrospect, and I, you guys really can't argue this, I think the open challenge is what puts Cena over to the majority of us. The open challenge, while it was happening, we always wanted Cena to drop the title. Yeah. You always thought he might, and then someone always looked good, and you actually grew to finally like Cena. We already like Styles, and we know he's not going to lose. That's, that's my problem going into it, where it's like, okay, cool, the U.S. titles are on the line, but it's a match. It's going to be a match. Like This might as well be a non-title match because I know Styles is going to win. So I'm going to watch a match that could be great. It could be a five-star. It could be a six-star. It depends on <laughs> who Aaron's talking Only about. Only if it was right? in the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> but, I mean, either way, that, that's, you know, that took a little bit of the allure away from me. So my problem with the U.S. Open Challenge is... It's closed. Well, yeah, like the... So one of the things I've always said, like, why don't they do a better job of booking matches ahead of time that you know when SmackDown ends one week, 
we're getting this next week, yeah. and it gives you a reason to look forward to the next show. This the the fun of the U.S. Open Challenge was you never knew who it was exactly. going to be, and now we. I don't like knowing who it's going to be. Advertise other matches. Let that match. We know that match is going to happen. Let who the entrant is to be a surprise. That's that's the thing that's bothering me about it. Um, so Corbin destroys them both afterwards. He obviously says he's in. He's already claiming his spot in the U.S. Open Challenge next week. We speculated that AJ might drop the title for a week because of Corbin's interference, and I thought, like, oh, that might actually happen. Then it would have been awesome. Yeah. Is there any way Corbin wins it? I don't think so. No, I think they're just going to keep pushing it to the pay-per-view. Who do you think he's going to have the match with at the pay-per-view? Corbin. Corbin. Has Styles had it now two or three times? Three. It is three? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I didn't realize it had been that, that many. So, I read somewhere. I'm sure my best friend has because he, you know, we love the sheets. <laughs> um, they claim something that titles are going to change more frequently on TV to keep it, you know, keep people talking, keep about people guessing, it. keep people tuning in, and anything can happen. I could see him dropping the title mm-hmm. and then regaining it. Um, overall, I think Styles is going to keep the U.S. title until. There's some uh, someone new or someone fresh. It, it could be Bobby Roode. It, it could be someone later down the line. Uh, if I was fantasy booking, it would be someone farther down the line. Halo. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. I just I don't want this to be a, a U.S. closed challenge. I, I really <laughs> I really don't like that. But SmackDown, they don't really have. They have guys that actually showcase, but they're not. The, the problem with SmackDown is you don't see them often enough. So, for example, like I, th- I know AJ Styles had a match with Chad Gable. Didn't, did Chad Gable have a, ch- a, ch- a U.S. title and Open I don't remember if it was U.S. Open Challenge, but they definitely yeah, did have a match. Yeah, match. it's like they have the guys for it, and the problem with SmackDown is you don't see a lot of these guys often. And the thing with Ty Dillinger is I still want them to shoot his entrance properly. <laughs> I, I, I really do because it really bothers me because that's, like that's a big part of him and what gets people excited about him is his, is his entrance. And the whole Corbin thing, I think, like Eric said, they, they have, they have been. That was a report about they're going to make things feel special, like have more title changes on, on title changes on television. They they did that on SmackDown with the tag title. We'll get to that. But I think Corbin they did match me in this qualification, and that's how you get to the match at no at um Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Um, speaking of someone not getting an entrance, we had a women's championship oh. match. No entrances. For That's a championship it. match, that bothered me. No Naomi, that was crazy. No, like to me, especially WWE, who likes to tout the fact that they're an entertainment company and the entertainment value and all that. To me, that is part of the whole character, is their entrance. If you take that away from, to, to me, that takes like a huge chunk away from some. I'm always disappointed when I don't see someone's entrance. Goes to commercial, and then it comes back, and Sasha Banks is already in the ring. Where is her entrance? Or Sasha <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying, like, or anyone. It, it, it's annoying to me when, some, unless it's somebody who really doesn't matter. For a championship match, they both deserve an entrance. You mean Sasha Banks, the newest member of the family? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, no entrances that bothered me. Carmelo on commentary with Ellsworth on a leash, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> Um, I loved it. So did I. 
I also love Naomi doing the dive on Carmella and Ellsworth and then punching Ellsworth in the face. <laughs> um, it cost her the match, though. She got run into the post and ca- caught the sharpshooter. Thought it was a fun match. Definitely not the best women's match we've seen in a while. I don't know. It, it Maybe it was just because something happened before that that they... They knew they couldn't live up to. I don't know what the deal was, but the the women's match to me was not as good as I was hoping. No, and then they went to commercial break during it, so that didn't help help it either. No, was anybody a big fan of the women's match? I obviously they didn't book it right, and that it was something worth fast forwarding. <laughs> no, but I say the same thing I said last week. Natalia as a champion, very good. Yeah, I do like her as a champion. She's got this swagger about her with yeah. the title. And it's very much deserved. Halo, you brought up the tag team championship. We had a Sin City street fight. The New Day and the Usos, we had a title change. I kind of expected it based on the fact that they hyped up this week's show so much. Well, I knew one title was going to change hands at least. Yeah, I was kind of glad it was. I thought the match was good. Uh, as we, we uh, would expect, no less from these four. Yeah, I never complain about the Usos versus New Day. No, they're, every match they have is a lot of fun. The table bump I thought was good. How the other Usos sold the table bump, yeah. too. Like, <laughs> I hate that he got off the oh turbo. I mean, once I saw him off the turbo, I was like, ah, oh, there goes the titles. <laughs> Were you happy that the titles changed hands or no? You know, it's one of those things Aaron pointed out. You knew a title was going to change. I, I like a title change. I love titles being defended. I love the fact that we had a two-hour SmackDown and three titles are defended. But So the Usos are going to get another rematch and it's going to go back and forth. No, I'm not happy it changed. I wish it was either of the other two titles. Um, I wish the titles stay on the heel. I'm heels because I'm still hopeful that uh, the fashion police get the titles. Me too. Alo, what were your thoughts on this match? Well, I thought the match was great. And one thing I do like about this, and we and we grew up in the we grew up with taxi with taxi wrestling was hot. These two teams are actually like legit teams and they're actually rivals. So it's not often that tag teams they really have like long time yeah. rivals nowadays. So I, I, I thought that was a nice touch. I don't really mind it because I knew a title was changing hands. I knew it wasn't AJ. I was kind of hoping we might got money in the bank cash, but that might have been a little bit too obvious. But I thought the match was fantastic. The ending spot I thought was fantastic when mm-hmm. they, they were going up for the, for the double splashes and they threw them off, and then they hit the nightmare hour, uh, midnight hour. I thought it was a great. I could see these guys wrestle forever. We're going to get it again, so maybe this might be one of the Hell in a Cell matches because the WWE title is inside Hell in a Cell, or maybe AJ Corbin's inside mm-hmm. Hell in a Cell. But I'm interested to see what match is going to get that extra Hell in a Cell stipulation. Yeah, and Kofi went super far on that midnight hour. Was that to compensate for Xavier not being there? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Somebody's got to jump really far at some point. Wait, and then we know Xavier's hurt. He, like, darted to the ring, and he's dancing around. I'm like... Bro, watch out. You're going to hurt your knee again. <laughs> yeah, like settle down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, relax. Uh, yeah, match was great, though. Other thing in the tag team division, uh, Shelton, Benjamin, and Gable get a quick win over the Hype Bros. They're teasing them breaking up. Does anybody care? I, I fast-forward Mo- this since Zack Ryder was on the TV. <laughs> I hope Mojo steps on Zack Ryder. Yeah, Eck? Like he does figures. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> Yo, I hope Mojo squashes Zack Ryder in the next coming weeks. 
Well, if it gives comes, them a hyperdrive. If they have a match, Mojo's definitely getting the win. Um, Ziggler mocking entrances again. We talked about he did Shane earlier in the show, which was so good. Yes, he did Bailey, which was okay, and he did the Warrior, which was lame. <laughs> um, I didn't hate it. What's kind of annoying me about this he is he wasn't out of breath. He keeps using the phrase like in-ring performer. And that's like one of the things that commentary is not allowed to say anymore. Like they got rid of the term in-ring performer. And I don't really like that he's talking about his in-ring ability when all he does is lose. Like oh, nobody can do in that ring what I can do. It's like all you do is all you've but done is lose for years. I think I guess I mean I'm just trying to look at it objectively. objectively I know that's what it means, it. but like that's kind of not part of what they do anymore. You know, like they don't even acknowledge that whole like Jr. would always say that about HBK, mm-hmm. like great in ring performer, greatest in ring performer of all time. He would talk about that side of the business, whereas they're not allowed to talk about it anymore. So to me, it's weird that that's like his selling point is my my ability in the ring. So, do we get Bobby Roode next week? I wouldn't mind seeing him try to do the glorious entrance. I don't know if we'll do That's it. That's what this is leading it's, to, it's right? It's coming because they're, they're working house shows against Oh, the really? Yeah. This is definitely what it's leading to, yeah. I was waiting for the podium to come out this week, but. So, are you looking forward to this or no? Sure, why not? I mean, <laughs> I don't hate it. Uh, Well, to chime in on his in ring ability. Bobby Roode, phenomenal theme song. I've not been blown away, and I want to be blown away by his in-ring work. Dolph Ziggler's the guy to do it. Well, he's big box office. Yeah, well, we yeah. said the same thing about Dolph Ziggler versus Shinsuke, and that but I don't wasn't blame, that great. I, I don't blame Ziggler for that, necessarily. Because yeah. I haven't seen Nakamura have a, a good match on the main roster, so you can't blame Ziggler. They don't blame Ziggler. I agree. I mean... Yeah, he's kind of checked out. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, he'll put on his working boots soon. That uh, soft WWE style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Rusev getting stuck reading a promo. <laughs> so like. bad. He's getting cheered though. Uh huh. Which I thought was funny. I don't even remember what he said. It was just he was so blatantly looking away from the camera and reading that it just distracted me from anything he said. What did he do to piss them off? I don't really know. Is it, or is it what Lana did to piss them off? Where's she? In Bulgaria. <laughs> there she was. She anyway. needs to stay in Bulgaria. <laughs> uh, anything else from SmackDown anybody wants to talk about? Nothing. Any listener questions? Yes, we have a statement from the godfather of the podcast, Joel Lafferty. He says, What is more likely to happen first? Daniel Bryan returning to the ring in WWE or Ronda Rousey wins the heavyweight title? Now throw him his title. My title. Either show. <laughs> I'm just going to come straight out. I really don't believe we will ever see Daniel Bryan wrestle in WWE again. So just as a default, more likely to see Ronda win the WWE championship. Either one of them. I'm not out here predicting that she's going to be like the next WWE champion. 
But I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them to do it at some point. Like I wouldn't be. Sh- would you be shocked if they did that? I mean, Triple H took the hip toss from her. I could see them being willing to put her over one of the men. Maybe she's the one to dethrone Jinder Mahal. I was just going <laughs> to Ronda, Ronda Rousey will be the first woman Triple Crown winner hmm. in WWE history. <laughs> I think before, before Brian Russell's in WWE. Yeah. Keyword in WWE. Yeah, yeah. I think we're more likely to see Ronda Ron win the heavyweight title <laughs> Ronda Ron. than any of those things happening. Um, so you don't see Ronda winning the main title, one of the two main titles at all? <laughs> no, not at all. They don't mess with that intergender stuff no more. Do you? Can you see it happening, Eck, or no? not acknowledging this? You're not even acknowledging yeah. it? Alo, can you see it actually happening? Can I see it? No, but I can't see Daniel Bryan wrestling WWE ever again. Yeah, I don't think we'll see that either. Um, oh, I said Triple Crown. I mean Grand Slam. Grand <laughs> Slam. <laughs> uh, any other questions? That's it for tonight. All right. Um, NBA season. <laughs> okay. Preseason anyway. I think three weeks away. LeBron, that means three more opportunities before you have actual basketball obligations to sit on the throne we have waiting for you on Matt Madness Unsanctioned. Uh, I have not championed to get someone on Unsanctioned this much, so I'd appreciate it if you would uh, reciprocate. It doesn't have to be this summer. It could be next summer, but uh, I would love it if it was this summer. Halo? And LeBron, I would love if you... Walked around training camp, embracing the madness in your Matt Madness gear. Currently at whatamaneuver.com. <laughs> and if you're tired of this, if you're tired of wearing the Cleveland Cavaliers gear, you can go also go to collarnevel.com and use promo code Matt Madness for 10% off your order. Great plug, <laughs> phenomenal. Maybe we'll get LeBron to buy Matt Madness gear for the Cavaliers roster, <laughs> and we'll see it in the NBA Finals in nine months. Um, I want a uh, Matt, LeBron I need seven. Collaboration with Matt Madness. <laughs> I need the Matt Madness logo on the jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should sponsor the Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't know if they have a sponsor yet. We have to look into I it. I think they do. I, I saw it today. I don't remember who, but they have a we'll, we'll just undercut whoever yeah. it is. We'll look it up. We'll look it up for next week, and we'll we'll start shooting on whoever's <laughs> sponsoring the Cleveland Cavaliers. Also, uh-huh. Ms. and Maurice, we heard you're having a baby. Yes, we did. We got... Matt Madness onesies. <laughs> Next year, when you see when we see you at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to seeing the Miz and Maurice's baby in a Matt Madness onesie. Yes. Uh, so oh, that would be great. <laughs> it would be. Hand it right to the Miz. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, Falls Count Anywhere, The Perfect Edge, Unsanctioned. Throwback on Monday. Very entertaining. A lot of yelling yes. and controversy. <laughs> yeah, I think you will enjoy Throwback Madness on Monday. Like and listen carefully yeah, to, fall, words, to words I say. Fall Brawl 98. Uh, subscribe to the show. Five-star ratings and reviews on iTunes for Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepaguina. For Ep2 Fly, Eric Trembicki. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd, I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week.
tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. This is Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.